Captain, Amer- uh, Captain America has been there for like everything. Captain America is killed off as part of an ongoing plot called Civil War, pitting Marvel superheroes against each other. But fans say despite his always ageless exterior, the writing had been on the wall for Captain America for quite some time. His his run was interrupted. Captain America is here. They're teeing Captain America up to be arrested, which which didn't go along with a lot of what he was doing. And then Captain America is going to get killed. And so we get we go from a very very over the top classic Miller Civil War type comic to Captain America being assassinated on the steps of the courthouse. Yeah, it's just oh, Cap's like just slowly walking up the stairs to court, and then gets murdered with gunshots from Sharon Carter mm-hmm. uh, surrounded by people and n- none of who actually see her shoot him right um anywhere and then when you're thinking of it th- they had to try to explain like they over explain it too like there's a whole bit oh, yeah. it might be in like the next issue where they're like well the uh depowering cuffs they put on cap made it so he was more vulnerable, which allowed the bullet. It's just like, shut up. Yeah, they, they spend like three or four issues because then her memory starts to come back and, and she realizes what she's done. And like they they drive this one like right into the ground, through the ground. <laughs> and, and they yeah. keep going. It, it is so uh, unbelievably painful. Um, and, and again, it's I, somebody who suffered during this run, I think, is, is the Falcon. Oh, who, yeah he became the most one-dimensional nonsense character during this run. Yeah. I, I mean, a, a lot, everyone was pretty one-dimensional, but, uh, pretty, yeah. but, but especially Falcon, like, I don't know what it is about this run, but everyone was just so wooden and had like one thing they wanted to do. No one was a person like Sharon Carter's personality after the whole cap thing was, I want to do good again. And that, that was it. And then um, Falcon is just like, I want to protect Sharon Carter. And, yeah. and Bucky is just like, I want to do good for Cap. And, and no one's a person. <laughs> it, it is it is strange. Um, and, and including the uh, Sin and Crossbones, who are kind of like the Bonnie and Clyde yokel uh, couple. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember really liking them. Yeah, me too. Reading this, and then I read this, and I'm like, they suck. They <laughs> did such a uh, an atrocious job bringing them back, um, or, or you know, uh, u- utilizing them in any way. Because uh, there's a whole issue that's just a waste of like Crossbones yelling at Sin until she's Sin again. Yeah, and it's just like, yeah, it, why did my time? <laughs> it did. I well, as I said before, I don't mean to be a broke record, but it is really strange because again, I, I and like most people, and I guarantee there's some people listening to this now are just shaking their heads. But it's like you really have fond memories of this run, <laughs> and then you look at this; it's like almost panel after panel. Yikes! I mean, the the fight with Bucky and and Crossbones, and and then kind of Sin's whole dressing up like a nurse, and it just just all of this. It's 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 terrible. Yeah, it's it's ter- it's very goofy. Like it's very silver agey. But mm-hmm. it's silver agey played 
it's a Silver Age comic directed by Zack Snyder. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was some political stuff kind of dropped in there. When I say political, I don't mean like politics, like people complain about just this idea of like a political thriller is kind of what they're going for. Yeah. And, and honestly, it's atrocious. Um, the whole stuff where like, we randomly have a third party candidate running for president uh, who is being manipulated by, um, you know, Red Skull, Alec Lucan. And it's like, it doesn't work this way. Like, you, like, yeah. You don't just run a third party that isn't a party. Like yeah. you don't just run as like a guy randomly, like in the middle of a primary season and, and have all this support. Like it's, it didn't, it didn't translate. And then um, there, there's a whole bit where, um, you know, the Russians are manipulating uh, the populace mm -hmm. and, <laughs> and it's done in such a tone deaf way that has, it is aged excruciatingly. There, there's a whole bit where Bucky as Cap goes down to like DC and is seeing all these people like, you know, protesting. And it's just like people wouldn't normally protest. They must be being manipulated by the Russians. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> you know, and then there's this whole bit where like he's like, I don't know what's happening. Like, what's getting all these people riled up? And then he picks up a bottle of water and turns it around and like, it's it's got a big thing on the back that says like a division of Kronos, you know, the bad guys. <laughs> I like how Kronos uh, sets up their building as this big skyscraper, like a burning K in a circle. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. that's e that's evil guy logo. You went to the wrong marketing firm there. You got you got yourself a bad guy logo. <laughs> yeah, it's like this bad guy logo, and then it's like, oh, that must be why all these protesters are are being mean because they drank poisoned water from bad guys yeah and, and it's so moronic like there's no kind words to describe how stupid this political thriller is well, because you don't realize i think as you're reading this along it's like okay we got some serious elements bad guys seem to be you know playing for keeps and and there's some stuff going on there and then when you sit back and you read a bunch of it at once you're like dosed water Time bullets. What? Wait, what? What the hell are we doing here? Like, yeah, and like if they leaned into how goofy it was, I think it would have worked better. But but they don't. They it's taken. It's so straight. It's like Tommy Wiseau's work. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, now I do remember at the time when this was coming out, Brubaker would give interviews or at least talk at cons, and and was kind of portraying it as a. Uh, I mean, an adventure-style Cap series. I, I think he was portraying it less serious than people were taking it. It was winning awards, and everybody said, oh, this is really, really serious. But as time has gone by, this this is kind of taken on new weight of being the most serious Cap. You know, uh, this is a, a, a very intelligent, very smart story. But you read the pages, and it, it does not it does not go there at all. Yeah, I mean, this is an excellent, like, 80s B-movie kind yeah. of comic. Yeah. yeah. With, um, all of that stuff. But, like, I'm, I'm flipping through the Death of Cap omnibus. We're in, like, the issues, like, in the 30s. And there's still pages of Red Skull looking out windows. <laughs> it seems to, and, and I, again, I don't know if this was just that Civil War interrupted things or what, but we have 25 issues to get to the Death of Cap. And then the, the, the series seems to go, it, it's, it takes a long time to get Bucky into the costume. 
Yeah, it's like uh, issue 34. So like, yeah, it's like almost a year. It's like, you know, like, what is it? Like eight or nine? Yeah, about eight issues before Bucky takes on the mantle. And meanwhile, during that time, we've got Karen Carter is brainwashed-ish. And then the the Sin and and, uh, and Crossbones are running around just doing stuff. And then there's like a clone of Steve kind of at one point. And it's like, it, it seems to really lose the plot after Cap's death. Yeah. Like, um, and, and it seems like a lot of the pieces were there. Like, um, but it also seems stupid. Because um, why is Red Skull's plan like, okay, we're going to kill Steve. And then we're going to roll out a Captain America that looks like Steve and just say he's back to support the presidential candidate I, I want. Yeah. Who's a, a third party candidate. And we all know how often those guys go on to become president. Well, they, you know, it's, it's that power of Ross Perot was really trying to come <laughs> through this. Time. You know, it, it was just like, why? If you, if you have the cosmic cube, why don't you just make someone else bend to your will? Sure. I, I mean, there's a lot of this plan is overly complicated. <laughs> it's the best way to yeah. put it. It's, it's overly complicated. Uh, this these kind of political thriller storylines work well in like uh, like uh, Frank Miller's Daredevil run. Sure. With uh, you know Kingpin trying to manipulate who's going to be mayor. Uh, same thing in uh, Jerry Conway's. Uh, Batman run with uh, Rupert Thorne trying to manipulate who's mayor and the candidate he wants for mayor actually wins. It's a good run. Uh, Jerry Conway's Batman run is really great and no one talks about it because it's pre-crisis. Yep. He was out of touch with America. This is what they've been getting at the last few years. He doesn't know what to do with computers. He finds all his modern culture strange and foreign. But, um, But yeah, it's like all that stuff works, but here... It's this needlessly convoluted plan that, like, he needs Arlen Zola for. I don't even know why he's here, and I just read it. it it's confusing why the Red Skull had some of these people in the picture. Uh, I mean, they, they were, in theory, helping with cl- cloning or time bullets. or I, I, I can't tell why. I, 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 you have no idea. And he doesn't really trust them, So it's, and everybody's kind of arguing with each other, and it just seems it seems like they're inserted there for reasons, but nobody can figure out why. Yeah. Cause like he already has like Faustus and Faustus and Zola, like kind of overlapping what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. There's some redundancy there. So I'm like, I, I don't get, I don't get why other than just wanting to use those characters and just putting them in. Yeah. Like, um, you know, uh, Brubaker is, is a genuinely a, a big cap fan. He grew up reading Captain America, that this was something he wanted to do, and he definitely pulls from a, a lot of older Captain America mythos uh, to insert in the story. It, it just, it, it doesn't work, but it's also like the longest cap run in modern history. No, it, it absolutely was. So, so I mean, on one hand, it, it is nice you get a consistent thread but it does feel like the story had to be scrapped and redone i i just there's no way that what followed from issue 26 to 50 was in the plan when we were doing issues one through 20 it's just there's there, there's no way that was the case yeah no and, and and 
I, I think it really affected, uh, you know, Sid and Crossbones, because, uh, yeah, he, he has nothing for them to do. Yeah, they just kind of wander around and kill some people from time to time. Yeah, that, that's too too many pieces were set up and then are just running around analysts. Like, it, it feels like he's struggling to figure out what to do with Falcon. Yeah, yeah. There's, he's, there's, he's there, but he doesn't need to be there. He really doesn't. And then, like, pulling Nick Fury from him, I think also uh, was frustrating. So Because he not only had to deal with Civil War, he had to deal with Secret Invasion. And, um, y- you know, having to lose Fury and have him be a life model decoy, but then also he's secretly communicating to them, but sharing doesn't work for shield anymore but she's she's still talking to nick fury like it's i don't get it (laughs) yeah it's and then they they insert in there the sharon carter pregnancy as well oh god (laughs) and so bad and then a weird dilemma like where the falcon knows she was pregnant but she doesn't remember she was pregnant and so she's gonna he's gonna tell her later and then she's gonna find she's gonna find out then later, and she's gonna be mad at him because he didn't tell her. And it's it's like, what? How do we get here? Like, how? Why? Yeah. On the drawing board, I like you know what? We need some we need some uh, pregnancy mystery to this storyline. <laughs> and then uh, it doesn't go anywhere anyway. Yeah, and it doesn't matter. And then and then all of course all this it, you because you, you didn't see it coming, but all this leads up to you know we Bucky gets established as Cap. He is the new Captain America. Overnight polling is showing that Captain America is, is being accepted and it's good. Life is great. And then let's bring Captain America back <laughs> uh, to fight the big Nazi robots. Oh, and uh, wasn't the Sharon Carter pregnancy issue around the uh, same time as the Siren pregnancy issue? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I guess... Marvel just hated pregnant women at the time. I, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. Why didn't they get any uh, fridging complaints about that? Like, they're, they're, they're... Multiple women don't have the babies that they wanted. It, it was, that's, it's so weird. I mean, I do love how they ended up doing it in uh, X Factor. I thought that was kind of clever. Right. But, um, but yeah, also doing it with Sharon Carter, it's like, this is weird. <laughs> it really was. It 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 uh, it didn't seem to fit to the story. It wasn't clear why they did it. And then Brubaker moves into because his Captain America runs not quite over. He does reborn. He does it like a Tom King. He gets a spinoff series. Yeah. Um. And so we get Captain America reborn. We get Brian Hitch on that title. And Hitch, over the course of whatever I think that was six issues for reborn, which was five issues too many. <laughs> um, I really is, and I think there's a there's a prelude issue in there as well, as I recall. There's like it, it really kind of is seven issues in a way, and there is not enough. Con- there's barely enough content for one issue. Like it is, it is does not have. And Brian Hitch seems to get randomly bored, kind of midway through the series, and just the art just plummets. Like kind of midway through the series, like he, he's a very quality artist, but you can tell he. He just stops caring at some point. Yeah, and um, apparently, I just went to look it up. It was uh, originally supposed to just be five issues, and then they bumped it to six. Ah, okay. There you go. So that that does help. And while all this is happening, um, we have 
Iron Man, like like Tony's the head of Shield for a bit, and he's not handling it that well. And, yeah. uh, it's so you got that going on, and then like Dark Reign's happening. Like it's oh, that's right, Dark Reign is going on during this. So like there, there's way too many things uh, going on, and um, you know I, I don't know if Dark Reign deserves a video, but that's something we can go into more depth at, at another time, but. It would be interesting to compare Dark Reign to Year of the Villain, kind of both uh, attempts to do this imprint where various writers seem to just want to ignore that. Um, <laughs> it is, like Dark Reign is, is firmly in place during Reborn and some of these other issues, and, and yet it's like you, you would not guess it from reading those comics, but you know, elsewhere, the villains are entirely in charge. I, I don't know. It's... it's it is a it is a strange. I, I'm still surprised that after all the the hype and the news was all over the death of Captain America. This was like the death of Superman, although people yeah. were a little bit more wise to it. People were showing up in the shop. They were there. The issue selling out. It's it's on the news. They killed off Cap. I think like Fox News was like this is another example of how the socialists are taking over America. They're killing Captain America. So everybody's in on this, and then they they bring him back to fight big robots. Yeah, and like, um, God, like, Casada was on Colbert, like, multiple times during all this. And, oh, yeah. um, you know, there's, w when you look at the numbers, if, if you were to compare this to the death of Superman, it's a drop in the bucket. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, this is, like, this made like five, six, maybe seven percent of the sales that like the death of Superman made. It was it was real like this made like I think the first print run was around three hundred thousand, and then uh, which is phenomenal. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and, and then they they did like second printings and stuff like that, but like it never sold more than like four hundred thousand copies. No, no, and and it. Uh... It didn't do as well, and then the rebirth. Uh, arguably, this this him coming back should have been quite strong of a seller, but but a little bit like the Wolverine rebirth. It's, it felt like people just I don't know, not necessarily didn't care, but just they were anxious to get to the story where he's running around his cap. They didn't want to really read how. Yeah, it's you know, it's I do appreciate that. I guess Marvel kept. Steve Rogers dead a little longer than like Superman. Um, you know, that they they had the guts to not have any Captain America at all in their book for like nine issues. Mm -hmm. And then um, you know, let Bucky have like a decent run at the at being the character and you know, before bringing him back. So it wasn't quite like the death of Superman where they could barely hold it in for a few months before, yeah. you know, bring him back. But you know, but exactly like no one was excited that Steve was back in, in no. a way that like um, I don't know if anyone's ever excited that these characters come back. <laughs> like, well, and it, it was set up such a strange run of Captain America because this this goes down, and I mean, in this case, maybe you have to hand it to Brubaker in the sense that he was interrupted in his run. He tried to make something out of it. He put it together. It felt like he did. You know elevate Bucky to a, to a pretty solid place. They got Alex Ross to design a costume. They get him kind of out running around and, and it's a big moment. 
And then it's like they bring back Steve, but now suddenly they've opened up the door to multiple Captain Americas. And it's like, I, you know, what do we do now? So then they stumble around. I, they, they wind up killing Bucky in fear itself, then bringing him back before the issue is over. Yep. Um, and then, then what the, who, somebody else becomes cap then for a while. Right. I mean, the Falcon, wasn't there somebody in between Bucky and the Falcon or did it go? I, I, I think there was, uh, I didn't, I couldn't bring myself to read that much more, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, like it, there was a lot of stuff like that. It, it wasn't, um, I, I, I don't, I'm trying to think of who it might've been, but they, um, yeah, they stumble around a lot. Um, Brubaker should get all the credit in the world for um, constantly being interrupted and still uh, <laughs> holding on to that book. And, and the book uh, looking pretty good most of the run. Um, and, you know, if you're a fan of the MCU, I mean, they find oh, yeah. the hell out of this run for the MCU. Your thoughts on the uh, death of Captain America? Death of Captain America. The death of Captain America? Yeah. Death of Captain America. Uh, actually, my, my my first reaction is always, God damn it! So, yeah, that's it. Uh, it's, it hurt me immensely. I'm a little disappointed. I'm sad. I was kind of ambivalent about it. How did you feel about the death of Captain America? I had no idea it happened. Sorry. <laughs> you still, you just found out? Yeah. Am I just delivering the news? I was, I was heartbroken. Yeah. You know, death in comics is so permanent. Nobody dies in comics. Well, they die in real comics. They don't die in Marvel or DC comics. Oh, man. I think that's terrible. I, I don't think they should have killed off such a key character in the Marvel Universe. I think it's uh, pretty poorly done. I love Captain America. Um, I, I was kind of, I kind of flipped through the issue uh, that they killed him in, and I, I didn't think it was, I don't know, a, kind of a cool way for him to go out. You know, it's kind of a, a kind of a, a simple death for such a, a heroic and, and such a awesome character. I mean, he he went out like a punk. You know, he was just walking along and, and he got shot by uh, his ex-girlfriend. Although I have a lot of ex-girlfriends that probably like to shoot me. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, maybe they should have maybe like strapped a lot of bombs to him and maybe blown him. He gone out a little bit more yeah, in a blaze yeah, of more, glory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, gone out in more of a blaze of glory because uh, I think he kind of went out kind of. It was kind of soft the way they took him out. But yeah, he went out like a punk. I thought it was funny. If someone asked me where I was when I heard that Captain America died. I probably would make it up because I really don't remember, even though it was only a couple of days ago. Where was that? It's probably in the office saying, I can't believe they killed Captain America. How lame is that? No, they, they absolutely did. And it is a, um, despite kind of the comments you've heard now over the last uh, hour or so, it is, um, it is still, it, it's still a solid comic. I mean, in a lot of cases, I'd take this over a lot of things. <laughs> I take Civil War over a lot of things, for that matter. No, I, absolutely. I mean, um, I own the oversized hardcovers of all these things, so trust me, I uh, I wouldn't own these if they were unreadable. Yeah, no, we we put the money in. Uh, it is, it's it's just it is kind of funny though that Captain America, I don't think, has gone six six months since this all went down without kind of random things happening to him. He, he comes off this, he goes into Dimension Z, he gets aged up, he gets then really aged up, he becomes old, uh, they give it to Falcon, he gets youthified, he is a Hydra agent. I mean, it's like, at, at, at some point, you know, what <laughs> What the hell? Like, Is Marvel completely confused as to what to do with Cap at all? So this run, in that respect, does give us you know, a reasonable, it was kind of the last long run of just Cap being, even if he was somewhat one-dimensional, still sort of Cap. 
Yeah, I, I mean, it, it doesn't have the kind of moments that I love with Cap. Like, there's this moment in uh, the Roger Stern, John Byrne run in issue 253 mm-hmm. of, um, you know, the first part of a two-part Baron Blood story where yeah. um, he, he's got this guy, uh, this thug, he's got a gun pointed at him, and, and Cap, like, talks him out of attempting to shoot him. And hand over the gun. And, like, to me, that's, like, such a wonderful moment of Cap. Uh, This guy who's uh, able to convince this guy to hand over his gun that it's not worth it. And um, I I could read that one moment over and over again. Uh, It's it's great. And we don't get a moment like that in, in Brubaker's run. We don't get a moment like that in almost any Cap run, though. Like, no, you don't. I, I think Stern was a, an excellent writer for Cap. I think he understood the character, knew how to write him, create those moments. And what's funny is is you hear all the time that, oh, well, those those kinds of things, that type of writing, it wouldn't work today. You couldn't roll that out. It would be old-fashioned. But I think you could take the vast majority of those stories and just publish them right now, and they would be just fine. You know, what's what's always sort of confusing to me uh, are the amount of people who say like, Oh, you can't publish that today. And it's like, Oh, well, what are some of your favorite stories? Oh, you know, Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Craven's Last Hunt, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and you're just like, you know, those are published decades ago. <laughs> like those aren't recent. It's, it's interesting how, how people do that. Like, Oh, you know, like the dark Phoenix saga, like that's one of my favorite ex, books ever then it's like oh well why don't they do a book like that now oh you couldn't do that today yeah exactly and, and you hear that from everybody from fans from creators from everyone of of when you when you have them talk about like the the, the epic runs the stories that they really remember and loved and, and everything else you know i, I don't want to bag on any kind of current story but like nobody's mentioning man that's civil war ii that that was something I'll remember forever. Nobody nobody's yeah. going there. Um, so why not? I mean, these these things that came out in the seventies and eighties. Uh, I mean, they're they're completely relevant today. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, e- even older than that, I, I'm doing a Silver Age uh, Legion superheroes reread. Oh, that's gonna be good. And um, I uh, I got through the first appearance of Monel, and um, it's it opens with. Uh, Superman and Mon- uh, Superboy, rather, and Monel playing like baseball on the moon using giant, like using giant rocks and tree trunks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, that's ridiculous. Is it any more ridiculous than the Red Skull's plan to uh, resurrect a giant robot to destroy the city? Yeah. You know, it's like, no, none of that. Is it any more ridiculous than we're going to brainwash Sharon Carter and have her shoot Cap with a time bullet? It, it is so it is so weird. I, I mean, and it is funny that Brubaker's run is often described as very grounded, very gritty, very realistic, kind of all these other things. But but then when you read it, I mean, you're, you've got time bullets, you've got kind of mental body swaps and you have giant Nazi robots. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'll also give Brubaker credit in that um, I, I'm pretty sure, I, I'm trying to get the timing right in my head, but I'm pretty sure um, he beat Grant Morrison to 
you know, Grant having Bruce Wayne fight his way through time to become Bruce Wayne again in the present. I think you're right. I mean, it was close, but I think, I, yeah, I, I believe you're right. And I do remember thinking in, um, in the Batman issues that like, I, I've, I've just seen this somewhere else. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> do these villains all go to the same like ammo store or they're picking up the time bullet? It's like a special section in Cabela's where you get like the, the really nasty stuff. It, it, it did feel like, yeah, it, it was. I, you're you're absolutely right. I think Morrison, <laughs> maybe by accident, but it was the same. Yeah, no. I mean, that's more of an accident than Immortal Wonder Woman. So that's true. That's um. Oh, like I just I was like, you know, it's you couldn't have waited, or you couldn't have come up with um another title for that because it it just it feels like a, a ripoff, and even if it's not, yeah. It just it it just feels that way, and every reader is going to feel that way because it's a such a popular book, Immortal yep. Hulk. It's you know it's it's something that beat Batman in sales a few months, like to, to then turn around and be like, uh, "Immortal Wonder Woman is yeah. like," it, <laughs> it, you know, it's it's a small it's a small industry. It it <laughs> is it's it's a it's a small industry but uh but hey at least uh we got cap and bruce wayne fighting their way through time because they got killed and that's how that works that's that's what I, i'm hoping is happening to me um I, <laughs> so I, I, <laughs> I hope that if i get assassinated i get a chance to fight my way through time to reclaim my body i do too i don't i mean the kind of crazy people would be wandering around with my body i i shudder to think so <laughs> Hoping, I'm hoping it works out. So all things considered, but you know, if you've never read this issue, you'd still recommend it to people to read this run, right? Uh, yeah. Like regardless of everything I said, and the fact that I am a Captain America fan, this is an above average cap run. It is, <laughs> which really is damning about all the runs we didn't talk about that have gone down over the last 25 years. <laughs> yeah, but, but no, this is, um, you know, I I enjoyed it more than uh, Remender's run. That was so weird. Yeah. I don't, I don't get that. And um, Remender's written some of my all-time fave comics that have come out in the past, like, decade or so. And uh, that I couldn't. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I got a few issues or so in, and I was like, I can't do this. No, I'm I'm the same. Um, <laughs> it, it really is. Some people fit certain titles. I I generally like Reminder. Um, yeah, he's, you know. he's amazing. I I think he he does a great job. Uh, I always plug Uncanny X Force, but um, sure. you know, uh, Deadly Class. Even I I really like that. Um, you, you know, it's but that cap was cool. run was was awful. Yeah, that, that was awful. I get yeah. that. It's like, well, what do you do now if we we have to switch gears? Um, my answer would be not that, but hey, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I mean, if you, it, yeah, uh, it, it's it's it was an odd it was an odd mode, but uh, a good right Civil War, which we touched on there as well. It, it's a, it's an interesting time capsule of a book. This is an event to read to see how it can be done successfully, um, even so financially. <laughs> even yeah. if you do read this and. I mean, at this point, there's enjoyment in reading it and seeing some of the stuff that, like you say, there, there's there's things in there that uh, definitely have aged very poorly with today's society and everything else going on, but also just 
you know, watch the characters not act like themselves is a pretty funny mode. Yeah, no, it's, it is funny. Um, there are ways to read this if you have some of the other tie-ins that it ends up making more sense. Um, I haven't read it in forever, but like Wolverine actually having to hunt down Nitro, I know some people enjoyed that. Um, you know, I can't tell you how I think about it now. I'd have to go back and reread that. Um, you know, Civil War Frontlines, I, I remember enjoying that. I, I thought that was a different, clever kind of thing they did. Um, mm -hmm. I kind of wish they do, I don't know how much, I, I wish they do more stuff like that, but whenever you wish that kind of stuff, it turns into like, we're just going to do that constantly now. And that's not what I mean. Like, I don't yeah. want to monkey paw wish that, but, uh, you know, every once in a while doing like a, a book like that, I, I think is great. Like, um, I, I definitely remember enjoying, uh, uh, the front lines and, and all that, that, that was interesting uh a supplement to the book but but yeah i i mean civil war uh sets up a lot of stuff it's goofy it, it makes no sense if you think about it for more than three seconds but mm -hmm. but it, it was important it's something that uh, fundamentally changed the characters in the universe and the business mar model for marvel uh from there on out um, it, it was really the, I want to say it was like their biggest success after like doing the ultimate line. Is Captain America really standing for what America stands for anymore? Or is he standing for what he believes America is or what the ideal of what America should be or once was? Yeah, it probably uh, was. I, yeah. I mean, for, for a crossover, I, I mean, Secret Wars was in a different league, uh, the original. Um, yeah. And then I think it's this, everything has been down. I mean, there's different metrics you can look at, but I mean, in terms of trades and the IP that was generated, and of course, what went on to be the movie and all the rest and the, the plot it set up, I, I think it's it's the king of quite a bit. But uh, yeah. anyway, a very interesting time capsule, Captain America, a beloved run. Yeah. And, um, and yeah, it was, well, it, it's been fun going over this with you. No problem. And also... Um Another thing with uh, Civil War before we go, um, this yeah. is the kind of stuff that doesn't get talked about enough. The, uh, the trade dressing, great, yeah. simple, uh, and the trade dressing helped sell a ton of the crossover books. It totally did. And I don't think people at the company fully understood kind of the, the two sides of how brilliant it was. I mean, first it was very simple so it was very easy to recognize from a distance and when you have comics out on shelves it immediately stood out what the trio of the tie-ins were and then either by accident or just for whatever it was the way comics are often stacked in a shelf it it created this mode where it was pushing kind of the the the, the information the stuff above the midpoint of the cover that ensured that everybody would see it yeah and it's been surprising to me that, you know, they, they, they haven't gone back to it. They did for Civil War II, but that was because they were riffing on the original Civil War. I don't think it's because they realized they actually did something very smart in a shop. Yeah, but um, trade dressing and logo design are incredibly important for selling a book. And um, it, when you walked into a store, Civil War on those books is written. It's huge. You could see it from across the shop when you walk in. Mm -hmm. that, that's part of what sells books. 
it was really smart. And uh, I, I don't know who I don't know who pushed that or came up with it. I mean, I, well, I mean, I think we could find out. But it what was weird is they did not then copy that part of this <laughs> of the book. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, I, I yeah, again, I don't know, but um, well, whoever was ultimately responsible, or if it was uh, you know Joe's call or Tom's call or someone like that, um, they uh, they did something that was you know has yet to be replicated since it came out in anywhere close to the same way. Yeah, you know. No. It's true. It's um, I don't, there. There were a lot of good things that were being done in both runs. Uh, there were a lot of smart decisions made, and I think it is why it's it's maintained uh, a positive view and a lot of strong, you know, financial success. Yeah. Uh, so even even though we balked it quite a bit in some areas, it is uh, it was a success. Yeah, it, it elevated the line. It got a lot of titles uh, back to selling, like over a hundred thousand copies. Mm -hmm. uh, during that, you know, because people wanted all all the tie-ins. Uh, it's how they figured out a way to relaunch Punisher within the Marvel universe that wasn't Marvel Knights, Marvel Max, or, or, or anything like that. It was bring him back to the to the main line. Um, it set up how they would eventually bring back Thor. Uh, yep. You know, like there, there was a lot of there was a lot of long term good for the company. That, that came out of this event in a way that they haven't really replicated since and that DC did not do with Infinite Crisis. Right. No, it, 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 um, it absolutely did. I mean, it gave them the opportunity to, to create multiple Avengers titles and have them all selling strong. Um, it, it brought people in. It, it brought a lot of these B characters up, like you said. Um, and it, it, it really, I think, Marvel for the next six to eight years lived off of the success of this event and a lot of what it put on the table where, I mean, they just, they continued to mine bits of this storyline and bits of how they, they structured the titles for quite a while. Yeah. And uh, for all the people who, who talk about things like, Oh, we got to get like people like Jim shooter back. We need that kind of, uh, mm -hmm. you know, set up in terms of like a, a really strict line. Um, while, you know, Joe, Tom, and people like that were not Jim Shooter in the way he ran Marvel, mm -hmm. this is probably the closest thing we've seen to that kind of, like, we are, you know, there are no C-list titles, and we are trying yep. to elevate everything and bridge the gap between our lowest-selling and highest-selling books. You're right. There was, a, there was a market strategy that came into play here. What was confusing, and, it, and maybe this is a topic for another time, is sure. is when did they lose it exactly? Because it was, you did feel like they came out of this uh, focused, came out of here with a lot of the titles elevated, and it really did feel like they'd gotten a lot on track. And then it it seemed to maybe very slowly just veer off course. Yeah, and um, it, it's something to, to think about. It, it took more than just like one or two events. It, it took some time, but... Um, it's because it's hard to maintain that. I mean, Jim Shooter didn't maintain that, arguably. Nope. Uh, it, 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 no, it, it is. And maybe it's inevitable that it goes, it, it ultimately do lose it. Um, but I guess the question now would be, you know, what circumstances would be needed for them to be able to replicate this? Um, 
you know, some people claim that the uh, House of X powers of tin was probably the closest thing to replicating some aspects of this lightning in a bottle type um, event. But but even there, it's it, it, you know, as as popular as that has been, it's nowhere even close to the amount of entire line elevation that Civil War brought. Yeah, it's it's a much more insular uh, thing that elevated. It's hard to even say it elevated uh, the, the whole line, like the the event itself. Uh, did incredibly well, and and some of these X books are probably selling better than they would have uh, mm -hmm. w without it. But but yeah, that that's a that's a whole other uh, <laughs> that. Um, but um, what what Marvel did here um, was I, actually you know what it was? It was uh, New Fifty Two probably because that it, it took it took till the New Fifty Two for Marvel to kind of like lose their dominance again over uh, I, I can't even say again, because I mean, they were dominant for so long before that, but yep. um, that that's really what unseated their market dominance or perceived market dominance for a hot minute. It was. And, and, uh, you know, maybe uh, just looking, you know, looking at it, one of the things the new 52 brought was a entire line that in theory, at least this is how the marketed entire line that mattered a line that where everything was in theory elevated and we were starting in a place and it was, a, it was kind of fresh and, and it was a, there was some unification Yeah. in much the same way that Marvel was able to pull some of that off during civil war. There was that kind of the DC was able to grab that torch file and run with it. But um, anyway, it's an interesting moment in time. There, there are a lot of ways you can get your hands on these books. Uh, of course, civil wars out there, the Brubaker, the omnibus is there. There's a lot of trades that th this is actually one of the runs that you can find in print pretty easily. Yeah, um, I think one of the omnibuses or a couple of them might be out of, out of print, but the trades and I think even the hardcover collections, like the regular size, are all easy to get. Um, you, you could also do it through Marvel Unlimited, which um, now you only have to wait three months for it to <laughs> hit on uh, Marvel Unlimited. But, um, but yeah, Comixology, anything like that, um, all the Civil War stuff's uh, in print. It still sells. Um, you know, uh, mm -hmm. it's not something that people talk about quite as much as they did, like even like five or so years ago, but, um, you know, people still walk in to shops and want civil war, you know? Yeah. I mean, if you're going to walk into a shop and it's like, I like Captain America, I'd like some Captain America comics in the last 20 years or so, this is where they're pointing you. It's, it's going to be Brubaker's run. That's where you're going to be steered. Now I do wish that Marvel would, uh, you know, get on the ball and do more with Stern's run. <laughs> I think there's a lot of really amazing books in there that they can do stuff with. Uh, yeah. but, you know, it, it is, that is, that is you know, what people point to. So it's, it's good to go read it. I recommend people go read it for yourselves. Um, please, please do. Uh, read it. If you get civil war um, and there's other characters you like, I highly recommend getting that. And like, if you like Spider-Man, get the Spider-Man tie in trade, get the uh, X-Men tie in trade, you know, like, it it works better, I think, if you have a couple of Italians to go along with it. I think so too, because otherwise it it bounces through really quickly, um, and not not always in the best way, like we talked about. But uh, yeah, and, and they do a pretty good job of like tying things in. Like they'll they'll there's some repetition. You'll see some of the same scenes, but they. Uh, but you know, I, and I don't mean that to sound like uh, I'm just uh, you know. Uh, sales pitching for Marvel, especially after not being terribly kind. 
in the past hour and a half. But, uh, but Civil War does work best with a couple of tie-ins. I, I strongly recommend the front lines. Like if you get Civil War front lines and then like, ah, I like Spider-Man, I like X-Men or something like that. Like that's how I think how you should approach it. I agree. And I, I believe actually there's a couple different issues that, that show that uh, Goliath uh, funeral from different angles. So uh, <laughs> you, can, you can see it from many artists. Uh, yes. It's a good thing that Tony picked up the tab on those like 38 grave plots. <laughs> well, it's, it's, like, right it's not a point to say. It's like, what a joke. It is, that's true. They do devote time to him actually referencing the fact that he paid for everything. Yes. <laughs> you're, you're a class act, Tony. Uh, what are you going to do? Hey, hey Joe, uh, thank you very much for your time here today uh, discussing this. I can't wait for the next one for us to get yeah. to. Yeah, thank thank you. It's it's great. Uh, we we got to figure out something for the 80s. Um, I, I definitely would love to do uh, Silver Age Legion because uh, I love oh, it yeah. so much. And uh I'll, I'll also be talking about, uh, if we do that, a lot of other very stupid things, because there's a lot of stupid stuff, like uh, Supergirl, Linda Lee Danvers having a robot duplicate in a tree. There's always stupid things. That's the great part of it. And maybe that's, I don't know, it's, that's what I, one of the things I love about comics is that they're, even in the runs you love, even with the creators you love, there are stupid things. Oh, and oh, yes. That's, that's part of the fun. I, I agree. <laughs> I, I, I love that stuff. And uh, yeah, so I, I would love to uh, talk about uh, stuff like that. And uh, yeah, and we'll figure out what it's, what it's going to be, but it'll be good. All right, we're doing more. Well, thank you very much. And to everybody's listening, hey, uh, thank you for listening. Yes, thank you.